Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number two, and oil, and find out. G'day everybody, welcome along to the V8 Sleuth Podcast. We are on the run to the start, finally. The 2021 Repco Supercast Championship begins this weekend at Mount Panorama Bathurst and joining me to preview all the action on this special podcast preview edition of the V8 Sleuth Podcast is Will Dale. Will, welcome. We are going to the bloody mountain. Thank God for that. We're on our way. How good is it? Like, oh. I haven't been to a racetrack since 2019. <laughs> So, I'm very excited. Since, yeah, just yeah. a little bit has changed since you were at a racetrack. Scott McLaughlin, just so you know, won't be there this weekend. Wait, what? Uh, he's gone. Yeah, he lives in America now. Um, as you do. Yeah, Craig Lowndes is retired. He's full time. No, he's, uh, he's that, still around. That he's still around. Oh, okay, yeah, that yeah, happened. Yeah. You did see that. You did <laughs> know about that. I tell you what has happened too. I'm really thrilled. Before we get into taking our look at the Supercars Championship season, we're going to have a look at this weekend's Mount Panorama 500. We're going to take a look at the championship of what's new, what's old, what's changed, what's in, what's out for this year. Uh, but before we get too far into that, we've got some really exciting news to tell you all. The V8 Sleuth Podcast for 2021 will be known as the V8 Sleuth Podcast powered by Repco. We're really thrilled to have Repco on board for the new season. They are our new naming rights partner of the podcast in our third year of the pod. Thank you to everyone from Repco for getting involved with us. Um, really looking forward to working with them this year. Of course, they have gone in big. They are the sponsor of the Repco Supercars Championship. Of course, they are a partner of the Shell V-Power Racing Team with Dick Johnson Racing. And of course, they are the naming rights partner of this weekend's round, the Repco Mount Panorama 500. And the big one in October, the Repco Bathurst 1000. Uh, And not just having Repco on board as our naming rights partner, that's also allowed us to expand the offering for 2021 we've got something new don't we yeah this is going to be fun we're going to actually st- we're going to start a weekly sort of new- supercars news wrap up short sharp podcast to just keep you up to date throughout throughout the season so that'll be every monday repco supercars weekly just think of it as another episode of the v8 sleuth podcast but it will be fully focused on the goings-on of the repco supercars championship some news some event reviews and previews and some odds and ends along the way it'll be short sharp five to ten minute pod that'll drop every monday and of course our regular wednesday v8 sleuth pod with our sit-down interviews our historic lookbacks our feature episodes all the stuff that you've uh, come to know and love from us from over the years so welcome aboard to repco and, and speaking of repco they've got something really cool that we're going to be involved with this year, uh, The Garage, which is on the repco.com.au website. It's an online home of automotive and supercars. We'll be doing some content. Uh, there's a bunch of other people that are going to be involved in it too, so you'll get uh, exclusive offers, all sorts of stuff you can't get anywhere else. So you can uh, head to the Repco website now to find out some more and make sure that you're across what's going on with The Garage across 2021. Uh, so let's get into it. Repco Supercars Championship. It is the Repco supported v with podcast it all links together the thing is for previewing a new championship season i actually don't know where to start because there's so many different elements here to talk about <laughs> so let's just look at the team by teams i think that's the way to go apply the footy logic here will mm-hmm. ins and outs so let's start at the big end of pit lane dick johnson racing shell v power racing team well the, the obvious out is part of the name it's now dick johnson racing again not DJR Team Penske, as Pen- Team Penske has now left the championship. Yep. Roger's gone. Tim Sindrick's gone. Dick stays. Ryan Story stays. Staff-wise, 
pretty much everything else stays as per in terms of uh, Ben Croak steps up as the team principal, who was the crew chief. Um, you've got Perry Capper in engineering. You've got race engineers in Richard Harris and Ludo Lacroix, uh, Nick Hughes from a technical point of view. So all the background people that were there for the last what, three years in a row that they've won the Drivers' Championship with Scotty are still there. Cars look the same. A couple of small sponsorship changes. Uh, oh, and the, the, the organic component behind the wheel has changed I was getting as well. to that. Yeah, both organic components, yes. in <laughs> yeah. fact. So McLaughlin and Coulthard are out. Will Davison is, well, back in because <laughs> yes. he did leave in 2008. He's back in 2021. And Anton Di Pasquale steps into the other car. So two fresh cars. They are not the cars that they finished last year's championship uh, in. They've had to put together two brand new ones. I think they're two of six new cars that make their debut at Bathurst this weekend. So the big question is, Penske's gone, but do the results stay? Well, this is it. The two, the two drivers are, they're not unknown quantities. They're both guys who are quite good steerers, potential obvious race winner in the form of Will Davison, who don't forget at the start of last year when 23 Red was still a thing. He On was, form. He was, he was, what, P4 in the championship mm-hmm. after the Adelaide 500? Um, and Anton, of course, a lot's expected of him. Dick Johnson's made comparisons between he and Scott McLaughlin being at similar stages of their development when they arrived at the team. So there's no they still have all the basic components of the team that dominated the last couple of seasons. So a lot they may they may they'll no doubt talking down their prospects. They're not ex, not wanting to roll out and say oh it's just we're going to be delivering more of the same. We'll we'll be a championship contender. We'll be regular winners. They're being quite um conservative in their talk about what what they're expecting this year, but realistically, it's two drivers in a team that can genuinely contend for regular wins, if not the title. It's still a two-horse championship race between these guys and Red Bull Empire Racing, mm. in my mind. But I can see, and we'll cover it off a bit later, there are some contenders emerging from the pack who are going to give them a bit of a run for their money. Of course, Dick Johnson Racing debuted in the championship as Dick Johnson Racing, 1981 at Simmons Plains. So uh, this year, of course, we move into 2021. So things have just come a little bit further for that team. 463 championship rounds, more than any other team has competed in. 939 races. Uh, and the DJR fans, they love these numbers. And so they should. 137 wins, 118 poles, and 263 podiums. They, of course, didn't add to those three columns at Bathurst in October, but they added to them at the Bend. So I think we've both... On the the agreeing factor that they are going to be still absolute factors, even though they've changed uh, drivers and, of course, the great Scott McLaughlin is now going to uh, IndyCar Racing. The other thing is they are also the reigning Bathurst Single Driver Championship Round champions. This is very true. You have to go a fair way back in the history books for this one. So this, this is the first time that the championship has gone to Bathurst for anything other than the 1,000, which became a championship round in 1999 for those playing along at home. Mm-hmm. 1996, remember there's two years in a row, 95, 96, where we had uh, sprint race rounds as part of the Touring Car Championship. That, that was the days when the Enduros weren't um, part of the overall championship. John Bow won all three sprints in 1996. They're, all, they're only 20-minute sprints back then. So 250Ks, 40 laps of racing on Saturday this weekend and another 250 on uh, on Sunday. So they've got to go a bit further this year to get their points than they did 25 years ago. To highlight how long ago that was, that was Craig Lowndes' third touring car championship round. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a while ago. And you know what? JB's still racing. (laughs) This is true. Yeah. He had zero TCM wins there, but then again, so did everybody else because the the category hadn't even started. Uh, Next to them in the pit lane, and by the way, the, the pit lane for many of our listeners who will know this, but some may not, 
The order is decided on the team's championship finishing results from last year's championship. Occasionally, though, they have to move a couple of cars up the order for grouping purposes because, of course, two cars share a pit boom. It's not a case of one boom per car. So hence why the Blanchard team has grouped up and moved up the order with Tickford Racing compared to where that franchise would have been passed. But in pit base three and four, Red Bull Ampole Racing. So the obvious out there is Holden, no longer in the market, no longer on the cars. Um, but Ampol steps up this year to take over the those sides of the car, I guess it were. Uh, same drivers, but the out is Wink Cup. He's just out at the end of the year from a full-time drive. <laughs> surely, surely he's obviously he's a title contender this year. Probably the big question is, can he can he go out as an eight-time winner? I don't think he can. I don't think he will. Oh, I think Van Gisbergen, if, if someone from Red Bull is going to win the title, it'll be Van Gisbergen. I can't see Wink Cup. He's been able to, in the past, mount these huge championship campaigns where he pushes everything aside in his world and puts all the energy in. He can't do that anymore. He's on the commission. He's being groomed to take over the team principal and MD role for Triple Eight next year. He's going to have to get a big plate for this year, and he's going to have to have a big tummy to fit all this in. I'm not saying that he can't do it, but I just think that it's going to be that bridge too far. He's going to be loaded up so far, plus the fact everywhere he goes, it's farewell, Jamie, congrats. It's your last full-time <laughs> start here. It's The Jamie Wincup funeral tour yeah. is, is, was labelled. Sorry, <laughs> Arrivederci, Jamie. Oh, Arrivederci, Jamie. I'd love to see him win, though, having said oh, yeah. that. I'd love to see him go. He deserves to go out as a champion. He'll be a um, – and I mean as the champion with the trophy. He is a champion of the sport seven times over. But It is easy to forget – he was the key challenger to Scott McLaughlin throughout the balance of last year. And had he not crashed out of Bathurst so early, he would have been second in the championship. Yeah, but there's another thing. He crashed out of Bathurst so early. And the bloke that won it was the other bloke in the team who had been sort of there or thereabouts but struggled in the mid part of the year. But in the back half of the year, Van Gisbergen came on strong. He's been driving the off-season, won the New Zealand Grand Prix. He, he just drives. That's all he does. Van Gisbergen yeah. just drives. So He's I, bloody good at it, too. He's damn good at it. Of course, the other change there is Grant McPherson out. Engineer, mm. uh, of course, it was announced late last year. He's off to Walkinshaws. He's currently um, trimming some roses and doing his mowing at the moment <laughs> on gardening leave until he can join that team. I think it's halfway through the year from memory that Shippy gets to uh, head out with Walkinshaw and Dreddy United. So a bit of a swap around. David Couchy, Jamie's longtime engineer, moves across to Car 97 to work with Shane. And Wes McDougall, who for a long time was at Stone Brothers and Erebus and more recently uh, with Matt Stone Racing, moves across to Triple Eight to engineer Jamie. So that's the major change. And, of course, the ownership change that was announced a little while ago with Tony Quinn becoming majority um, shareholder. Um, of course, uh, Roland transitioning away, Paul Umbrella and Tim Miles selling out, and Jess Dane and Jamie Winkup obviously remaining part of the ownership group with some different percentages between them. But, I mean, they're... Their numbers are so impressive. They're going to celebrate their 250th championship round a little bit later this year. Uh, 203 race wins from 538 races. It's a staggering percentage. It's the best anyone's got uh, in the championship by far. 139 poles and 412 podiums. Uh, They have racked up plenty of numbers across the journey. And now that Rick Kelly's retired from full-time racing, Jamie Winkup becomes the most experienced full-time driver in the field. He lines up this weekend at Bathurst for his 241st championship round start. So he'll hit 250 uh, before the end of the year. So... um it's uh, it's quite amazing to uh, to see how 
Remember that Jamie started at GRM. He had some enduros with Perkins and a year with Tasman. As the numbers have worked out, um, from the rounds that he's missed and the rounds that he did before Triple Eight came into the championship, they're one round apart on how many rounds Triple Eight's been in <laughs> and how many rounds that Jamie Winkup has been in. So, um, and we, we figured this too. Um, a little thing about we said Rick Kelly not in the field anymore. This will be the first time since, by our numbers, October 2000 at Sandown that neither of the Kelly boys or either of the Kelly boys has been on the entry list or on the grid for a supercar round. It's amazing. It's a long stint. Wow. So what was Todd doing that weekend? Because he'd already, like, he won a race that year in the Young Lions car at Canberra. Yeah, it wasn't full time. The Young Uh, Lions number 15, the My Car holding Young Lions car wasn't full time that year. Remember that he and Nathan Pretty drove uh, the number two HIT car at the Queensland 500. And then um, they went back to the Young Lions car for Bathurst because Jason Plato and Ivan Muller came out, the Vauxhall British Touring Car drivers. So, yeah, look, Jamie went up 240 rounds, 523 races. 122 races. He's got 89 poles. I don't think he can quite make it to 100 this year. That is a big ask. But he's got – there's races to do it in. This year there's 12 rounds and 32 individual races. So uh, it's possible. It's doable. Um, But, of course, now that McLaughlin's gone, he doesn't have anyone chasing him for that record for a long time. This is true. Uh, There is one other thing in Jamie's numbers that I stumbled across last week that I thought was quite – unexpected when you think of the success he's had at Bathurst and the key role that he's played in the 1000 in all its runnings in the past 15 years when was the last time he stood on the Bathurst podium at a supercars event I'm thinking it's when he was second to Frosty in 2013 it's a long time ago now isn't it it's a damn long time eight yeah. years between podium visits for Wink Cup at Bathurst in the 1000 he's yeah. been up there in the 12 hour but yep. uh, we're not talking 12 hour we're talking uh, Supercars, which yeah. of course means the 1000. So they are the two heavyweights, and we look forward to seeing them rumble again. Dave Owen Wing Cup back at one another for the final time. <laughs> it's been a long time since they've uh, done. Remember, they fought for the championship in 09 when Will was at HRT and Jamie was at Triple Eight um, with the Hog's Breath. I was going to say in a Falcon. It was a Falcon, but not a Ford. It was a Hog Falcon or whatever. The Hogster. Whatever you would call it. Yes. Yeah, exactly right. Um, 12 championship rounds this year across the course of the season. We'll, we'll cover off. Um, some of the format changes, some of the elements that are to be introduced this year um, a bit later in the pod. I know there's plenty of Tickford Racing fans out there. They are next in the line, if pit lane. Three-car entry from Tickford Racing this year and probably the most stable organisation just about uh, out there in terms of all the key elements, in terms of drivers, sponsors, elements. But the obvious one, uh, out is Lee Holdsworth, out is Super Cheap Auto, uh, of course, Super Cheap Auto has uh, departed and moved across to Triple uh, Eight, uh, but Cam Water stays, Monster stays, James Courtney stays, Boost Mobile stays, Jack LeBrock stays, and Truck Assist stays. So uh, it's a pretty nice level, not rocking the boat type of an off season for that team. Apart from the obvious departure of Lee Holdsworth, who unfortunately um, is out of full time gig, but he'll be back in the Enduros with Walk Controls. And that stability is a very good thing for Cam Waters because. You look at how he finished off last year, race winner at the band, pole sitter at Bathurst. Had things gone a bit differently at Bathurst, maybe he and Will Davison could have been winners of that race. He Now, you challenged me about this, about not sitting on the fence with these yes. things last week in the last podcast. He, Cam Waters sh- will be a contender for the title this year. Will he win it? Can he win it? He can win it. Can someone win it outside of the, the big two teams? He's the one who can. If, if anyone outside the big two teams can, it's Cam Waters. Yeah. I've got it's, to fast, it's time. He's fast enough. He he knows how to win. 
he's time he's, to do he's it consistently. He's going the right direction. Yeah. It's been going up and up and up and up. Uh, the question is, can the team keep up and mm. keep providing the gear and keep punching out the results? I mean, he's an experienced operator now. He's had 80 supercars rounds, 158 races. So he's past the honeymoon phase. He's past the I'm the new guy just learning phase. He's definitely now uh, the real deal to uh, to head them up. I reckon Jack LeBrock's a chance for the top 10 this year in the totally. points. He had a, a year last year where he well, he did win that race at Sydney Motorsport Park, but his podium performance at the Bend, I think, is far of more far greater value in terms of the the quality of the result. It wasn't affected by the the mix up in tyres as we had for those Sydney Motorsport Park races. So I think it's a bit more of an indication of where he's really at. Uh, another year under his belt, nice run at a couple of other races last year. And James Courtney just keeps on keeping on, doesn't he? Finds a way to stay in the game, boost mobile are with him. Um, got to the podium a couple of times last year and saw some uh, silverware again. Top 10 championship runner, absolutely. And possible, con- or likely contender for race wins when everything goes right across a weekend. The other thing with Tickford, a big congratulations. We covered it on our last podcast, but it's their 250th championship round at Mount Panorama this weekend at the Repco Mount Panorama 500. And uh, something I wanted to cover off too that I thought this was so cool. We had to go digging for this. but So where did we finish the championship last year, Will? Well, we finished it at Bathurst. And where are we starting this year? Starting at a Bathurst. So, when was the last time we started, we finished and started separate championships at the same track in consecutive years? It was a long time ago, wasn't it? It's before you or I were around, that's for sure. 1970 71. Jeez. The 70 championship finished at Simmons Plains and it started in 71 at Simmons Plains. So, 1970 first touring car championship win for a Holden? Was too. Norm Beachy won the championship in. The, the 350 Monaro, um, yeah, 50 years. Jeez, I was going to say, where were you 50 years ago? But you were where <laughs> I was. Simple answer, Absolutely not around. nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. The other element to Tickford Racing, of course, they'll take up Pit Bay's 5, 6 and 7. Pit Bay 8 is the Blanchard Racing team. This is Cool Drive Racing. Tim Slade returning to the championship after a year away. Uh, formerly with Brad Jones Racing, co-drove with Scotty McLaughlin at Bathurst last year. So what's happened here is um, the Blanchard family, Tim, his dad, John, they've taken their racing entitlements contract that's underpinned the Macaulay Jones car of the last few years at Brad Jones Racing. They've established their own standalone team. They've got the Mustang that was the Courtney Davis and Phil Monday car previously. Uh, they've set up their own um, workshop. Mirko De Rosa, the engineers, moved from Erebus, who was working with uh, Anton Di Pasquale. And, of course, uh, Brendan Hogan, who was engineering at Tickford, is now the team manager at Blanchard Racing Team. This is classic turnkey customer racing with some support from Tickford as well. Uh, and they'll be... Um, uh, sharing a boom with Jack LeBrock. So Waters and Courtney are in one garage and then uh, Jack and Tim Slater in the other one. So if you're going to go supercars racing with some control over your own destiny, they've obviously got a um, their own marketing in mind. They can do their own thing, but they've got a bit of support. It's it's a pretty good formula. And they've got as all the components you've just listed then. They're all high-quality personnel. They're all good-quality part or pieces. I mean, that that very car... That, that was the Courtney car from last year that mm. got on the podium. Mm. That was the car that Davo was very fast in at Adelaide. Fast driver in Tim Slade. He's been out of the saddle for a full year. Didn't get to do much other racing last year as per what the plan would have been. 
um, until COVID struck. I mean, a lot of people forget he's been around a long time now. 2009, yeah. he debuted in Adelaide when he drove for the dude. 159 championship rounds, 335 races, of course, those two race wins at Winton in 2016 for Brad Jones Racing. I still think they're cleaning up the infield from the donuts <laughs> at Winton Motor Raceway that uh, Slady launched on them uh, that weekend. So looking forward to seeing him back in the championship. Great guy. 35 years of age now is Slady, but by no means is he anywhere near the oldest driver in the field because that guy is in the other garage. James Courtney is the oldest driver in the field. Uh, right now he's the big 4-0. Uh, a few 21-year-olds this year, though. Jack Smith's 21 uh, Jake Kostecki, Zane Goddard. So couple the, the, the average age has come down a little bit this year because there's been some older fellows go and some younger ones come in, so the numbers moved uh, just down the marker a little way. Next in the queue, some blokes have helped move that marker down. <laughs> I was trying to segue there, and uh, I think I did. So uh, Pit Bay's 9 and 10 are taken by Will Brown and Brody Kostecki for Erebus. This is all change at Erebus. I mean, I don't think I can recall seeing such a wholesale bunch of changes in the off-season, not just what stuff looks like, what it sounds like, who's behind the wheel, who's engineering. It's a wholesale change here, but um, they've gone from David Reynolds, who uh, coming into this weekend has 162 championship round starts, and Anton Di Pasquale, who has 42, so quick math says, what, 204 combined rounds, mm -hmm. uh, for Will Brown and Brody Kostecki, who between them have uh, 11. So it's a small <laughs> change of experience, difference. just a yeah. little bit, just a little bit. Do we expect Erebus to land a punch this year, given they've got two rookie drivers who are very well credentialed and are clearly guys on the rise? We can't expect them to win races or score podiums this year. I think we can expect them to land a few punches, though. I mean, they, In what way? In pulling out results, not consistently, not consistent results at the front of the field, but... There'll be race races and race meetings where they're up top ten, top five potentially, and you got to factor in the disharmony in that team last year and the impact that had. They're all pulling in the one direction this year. Yeah, the uh, the chat out of there has been pretty positive from what we've seen from Barry Ryan. Great testing. I mean, clearly no team's ever going to come out and say. No, we had a crappy test and everyone was useless and it was no good. If anyone's probably going to do it, it'd probably be Barry. He does it's tell true. it like it's it true. is. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's one of the storylines for me this year, to see uh, Can Erebus get back on that pathway because last year they really slid. Yes, they had a win with Anton uh, at Hidden Valley in Darwin, but, of course, it's well documented, the Dave Reynolds issues. Um, Alistair McVeigh departs there with him as well. Mirko DeRosa's gone as well. George Commons comes across from engineering Rick Kelly for some time at Kelly Racing and Tom Moore, uh, who many will remember was sort of data engineer and then stepped mm. up while Al was at home uh, last year during the COVID race period. So It's worth pointing out that George Commons has a lot of experience Ooh, yeah. working with young drivers. Mm. He was part of Arden Mo He was overseas for a big chunk of time before coming back to work with Rick Kelly, and he worked at Arden Motorsports. and- Yeah, Carl Sainz. Uh, Danny, Kv not Kvyat, Kvyat. maybe Kvyat, uh, definitely Pierre Gasly as mm. well. Mm. Well, he had a good year last year. He, he definitely did. Yeah, yeah. So let's see how Erebus goes. Um, we're going to see Boost Mobile support mm. Rody Kostecki, who they've been involved with in uh, previous years. So they are on uh, the 44 Mustang of James Courtney and the 99 Commodore of Brody Kostecki. So they've sort of got one foot in both camps, which they've they have done before. They've achieved parity. <laughs> One car each. Yes. Uh, don't tip it and get someone else because then you're out of whack. Uh, next garage, Team 18, Mark Winterbottom, Scott Pye, 
another team that's had a nice off-season, uh, no big changes in terms of drivers and sponsors. It's still the Irwin car for, for Frosty and the DeWalt car for Scott. Uh, big addition there is Richard Holway, Ooh, who yeah. comes on board after many years at GRM and prior to that at the Holden Racing Team and Walkinshaw Group. Um, mega, mega experienced. Um, got to do the supercar thing with the GRM wildcard at Bathurst last year. And I think he... I think he missed supercars and he just was keen to get back among it. And they've built a pretty potent team there of the manpower that they've got there now. Triple Eight Hardware, same cars as last year. Um, been a little while since Frosty's visited a podium. He came close a few times last year, but um, hasn't had a podium since Barbagallo 2018. So uh, you've got to go back in the history book. Scotty Pye, of course, qualified ordinary last year, but it just mm. set him up for even better races and he yeah. charged through on plenty of occasions to pick up uh, plenty of podiums, and Frosty's the second most experienced driver now uh, in the championship. He's two rounds behind Jamie, 238 championship rounds for Frosty. So by the numbers, he should get to 250 at the last round of the year uh, at the Gold Coast. So 12 rounds, 32 races across the course of this year. Of course, there's only one enduro. That's the Repco Bathurst 1000. There's no 500 kilometre, which I understand the reasons, but I'm a little bit sad. And But the other side benefit of that, just jumping topics for the moment, mm-hmm. with one endurance race of the year for supercars, premium on co-driver miles during the year is huge, so we're starting to see these guys race other things more often. So Craig Lowndes, deal done for him to do some rounds of Porsche Carrera Cup was announced this week. Yep. Uh, we've seen Lee Holdsworth, Chas Mostert, uh, Caruso, a bunch of these guys uh, racing TCR in Tasmania. Yep. Uh, so the onus will be on a lot of these guys to find something. I mean, Luke Gilden's coming back to doing the Enduros on the basis that he's going to do Porsche Carrera Cup this year. So, uh, there's Which is more of- racing than he did in his final year of Enduro yeah, co-driving exactly a couple right. of years ago. So one of the, the side benefits of having one Enduro is that it places even more of a premium on your driver's doing something during the year. So that's good news, whether it be for a pop-up in a wildcard in main game or it be Carrera Cup or TCR or some other form of series that they can... Um, GT racing. Or a bit of GTs. Yeah. I mean, Tanner and, and Mostert are going to do some GT racing this year. So um, perfect perfect example of how one thing has helped spawn some positivity in some other areas for some other uh, categories because it puts some guys in, in really good positions. Uh, Team 18... I reckon that they're 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 set for something really strong this year. I reckon their first wins on the way this year. That they do need that additional bit of qualifying pace. Though. Yeah, they like do. It's one thing to have good race pace and carve your way through, but you can't. It's very hard to win. Yeah, in this yeah, category, if you're starting right. outside the top ten. But I I reckon that they can qualify better this year. I reckon they will. I reckon that it's uh, and. It doesn't take much. It only takes one or two results to get you going. And yeah. I think behind the scenes, they've built a pretty formidable team there. But Richard Holway joining, Phil Keed, Manuel Sanchez, the engineer. Um, it's a pretty handy lineup. Steve Henderson, the team manager, has been around. And there's lots of familiar faces on that crew that have worked at Tickford and um, Walkinshaws. And there's some really good experience behind the scenes there. So they are a team that I'm keeping an eye out on this year. Walkinshaw Andretti United next in the pit lane. They're in base 13 and 14. Chaz Most at Bryce Forward. Of course, um, nice continuity here. Mm. Middy's back with Bryce. Mobile One Appliances Online with Chaz, who I reckon... He's the other guy. You've got Cam as the guy who's going to, if anyone's going to land a blow, I think it's Chaz that's the other guy that's going to land a blow. But where he stands to gain this year, Scott's gone, Jamie's going, Chaz Mostert's the new face of supercars in my mind. Like he's the guy that's got on-track results, personality and quirkiness and 
yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, I think he's really well placed here to be the next almost face of the sport, but a few extra results here won't hurt that. It has been a long time. This team has been in a rebuilding phase for quite a long time. It's a lot of yeah. rebuilds. And hopefully this genuinely marks the end of the rebuilding to them being consistent challenges for race victories because it's the it's the final step they haven't been able to take for how many years now? A while. Yeah. A while. But look at the calendar. Mm. A lot of the tracks that helped them in the past are gone. Yeah. Adelaide, they've always generally gone really well. It's gone. Those street tracks with the 90-degree second-gear corners, I think they're also probably happy to get rid of Phillip Island, just quietly, because that was a place where (laughs) they struggled for a while too. Um, Fast, uh, high-speed, constant-radius corners seem to be their their downfall. So they've armed up strong. Grant McPherson, they've gone and got – they've always gone and got people when they want to get people. Mm. They went and got Adrian Burgess. They went and got Grant McPherson. Um, they went and got Chas Mostert. They went and got Chas Mostert, probably the biggest fish of, of the ball. Of course, when you hook that fish, you get Adam DeBore coming along as well, which isn't a bad thing as well. So, mm. uh, Walkinshaw and Judy United, of course, formerly the Holden Racing Team, spent a year as Mobile One HSV Racing. Uh, Bryce Ford, let's not forget him, podium last year at the Bend, former Dunlop Super 2 Series champ of the year before with MW Motorsport, starting to put together a, a nice little volume of experience. And don't forget, he's only 22. He's hmm. still really young. He's not even mid-20s yet, and it feels like he's been around on the scene for, for some time. So I think they'd expect some more from him this year to take that next step up the tree and, and push Chaz that bit further along. And you think he actually he did have some quite good results last year, and he had done one test day in the car. He, he did that one test day that everyone did at the start of the year and went in as a rookie. Well, I'd be feeling good if I was him going to the Repco Bathurst 1000 with Warren Luff next to me. Yes, he's like a guaranteed yes. podium getter. Like <laughs> He could just sit there and eat sandwiches all day and they'll finish on the podium. Like Seriously, that's what happens when Warren Luff co-drives with you for the Bathurst 1000. Uh, Lee Holdsworth, of course, is signed up with Chas Mostert too. So uh, as pretty much all the teams have got their enduro drivers locked and loaded away because uh, you've got to get the best and you've got to get them in nice and early before everybody else snaps them up. So that is Walkinshaw and Jody United. Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number 2, and oil and find out. Uh, next team in the queue, four cars again from Brad Jones Racing this year. Uh, Will, Nick Perkett, Todd Hazelwood, Macaulay Jones and Jack Smith. So driving lineup wise same. Mm. Uh, one engineering change, which is Macca Jones. Ch- uh, Tom Wettenhall will engineer him this year. Uh, colour changes. Uh, Nick Perkett staying as the number eight RNJ batteries car. Well, that's probably the biggest thing. There are no colour changes on Perkett's car no, for yeah, this that's, year. That's that, a new that's, that's, Yeah, after his entire four years at the team so far, they've been working on a rotating primary sponsorship model. RNJ batteries are on for the entire year this year, which is fantastic to see. And they jumped on about halfway through last year and stayed yeah. there. So this is a, a continuation. Todd Hazelwood's going to have the Dunlop Super Dealer Commodore for the first uh, round this weekend at Bathurst. McCauley Jones uh, has got Coca-Cola backing. Of course, Chris Pith is tied into that. He's the endurance co-driver for car 96, as it is now. Mm. Um, same number Wayne Gardner carried in 1998 when he drove... Um, He's one, well, not one off. He did a couple of events, didn't he? Sandown, Bathurst, and I think the Gold the Coast. The big ones. 
the big ones back then and too. Grand Prix as well. And the Grand Prix, that's yeah. right. And Jack Smith's back for another season uh, in the SCT car that, of course, his dad Peter owns the Racing Timers contract to that one. The out at Brad Jones Racing this year, Kim Jones. Ah, yes. Mm. Out of the team. He's retired, Kimmy. So it said Brad Jones Racing, but it was Brad and Kim Racing because yeah. they were both contributing hugely on and off the track to, to that team. Um, and just before we, we move along from them, um, the other element too, uh, I mentioned endurance co-driver for Macaulay Jones being Chris Pither. Uh, Nick Perkett has Dale Wood and announced to drive with him uh, for the enduro. I keep going to say enduros, but it's not. It's no, enduro. enduro. Yeah. Single race, Bathurst 1000 this year. Um, next team uh, in pit bays, 19 and 20. It's going to take a while to get used to this. This is There's a lot of in and out going on here at what is now Kelly Grove Racing. Yes, very big in there in the form of the Grove family, who are now 50% partners in the team with the Kellys. Mm-hmm. Stephen Grove, long-time Porsche Carrera Cup driver, and his son Brenton, who's raced a fair bit of Porsche stuff in the last few years as well. Uh, Rick Kelly steps out of full-time racing. Still a question mark. So they've said he's driven <laughs> at a ride day, and he had a drive at the test day at Winton last week, and I think they've said that he's the official test and ride day driver. So I'd, I'd love to have a sit down with Rick on the pod this year to talk about his career mainly, but also to get an understanding of where he's at for this year. Does he want to do the endurance races? Is he open-minded? Is he just not sure? What does he want to do? It looks like the door's being left ajar there, and I hope we do see him um, at Bathurst come October. He's a two-time Bathurst 1000 winner and uh, one of the uh, the all-time greats of the sport. So and a good having, bloke. Yeah, and having him on the grid, clearly he could share with Andre Heimgartner because uh, Andre doesn't have a co-driver that we know of yet. Dave Reynolds has got Luke Gilden. Uh, and Dave Reynolds is the other <laughs> yes. part. He's he's like Will Davison, out long time ago, in this year. <laughs> I did enjoy that video that they um, put out of him, like sort of breaking into to Kelly Grove Racing. <laughs> Um, it definitely it definitely looked like he's breaking back into t- to um, toilet paper one of the offices like he did the last time he was there. Did he do that? Yes. Oh, jeez. Oh. Nothing's probably changed, actually. <laughs> he's probably already done it. But um, number change for him, too. 26 is the number that will be on the Penrod Oil-backed uh, Kelly Grove Racing Mustang. So this is Dave's first Ford since 2015 yep. when he was at ProDrive. Um Stays with Penrite, obviously. Yeah. 26 is because Penrite are fiercely Australian. Australia Day is the 26th of January. And there was another they anniversary. Founded in 1926. And they founded in 1926. So there's a whole pile of 26s that um, played together. Andre Heimgartner stays in the number seven, Ned Whiskey Stang, uh, with Dylan Talabani engineering again. So, uh, the car good. that used to be an Altima. Yeah, once upon a time that was an Nissan. Now it's a... Uh, it's a Ford Mustang GT because you can do that under mm. Gen 2 slash Car of the Future, uh, which ends at the end of this year. It's yes. the final year of the Gen 2 Car of the Future regulations, and it's the end of the Commodore. And I know so much was made last year of it being the last Bathurst for Holden. Well, it was the last Holden, last Bathurst for the brand. Yeah, it was the, the last, last time Bathurst that- with Holden around. Correct. Exactly right. So they're racing Holden Commodore ZBs this year. Um, I'm not sure if all the teams are going to have the Lion on the- the emblem? I know Erebus have got the E that, mm. remember, they swapped to a couple of years ago. Um, but it is the, the end of a chapter. It's kind of the postscript. It's a little bit of a one-year carried on. It's the encore <laughs> performance for the yeah. Commodore. Um, and uh, we'll farewell it this year. Uh, of course, it's still numerically the dominant car in the championship. Uh, 16 Commodores to take on, eight Mustangs in the 2021 championship season. Uh, two teams left in our look-through of the lane. Will, uh, pit base 21 and 22. 
I think Gary Jacobson's the only guy that's matched his car number with his pit bay number this year. Uh, Will Brown <laughs> is the other one with nine in nine. Uh, Gary's in the 22, Team Sydney car in pit bay 22. And, of course, Fabian Coulthard joins in the local legends 19 um, from DJR Team Penske. The big in there, well, two There's drivers are yeah. in, but the other one's Dr. Jeff. Dr. He's Jeff back. Slater back from working with Rahul. Um, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan, Letterman, racing. Lanigan. I was, I was just having a David Letterman flashback. Then I was watching some YouTube of Will Power on the Letterman show earlier. Um, very experienced guy, very smart guy. That's uh, what he's doing, doesn't he? Yeah. Was at Bright Tech with Jason Bright for a long time. Um, worked um, with Techno for a long time previously. Of course, it's it, it's Team Sydney now, yeah. but it's the team that was formerly known as Techno Autosports, and he engineered Shane Van Gisbergen to that. Um, uh, near Bathurst win. <laughs> a lot of poles, a few yeah, race wins. Yeah, a lot of poles, a Bathurst pole. A Bathurst win with Will Davison yep. and Jonathan yep. Webb. Runner-up in the championship with Van Gisbergen too before he left to go to Triple Eight. So uh, Team Sydney, um, they had some decent performances for where they were last year. Remember that they were hmm. – there was a bit of a rabble at the last minute. It was like, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? They turned up at Adelaide. Courtney left. It all seemed a bit unstable and unsure, but then you know Alex Davison came on board. Chris Pither had some good results, and they got themselves up and rolling, and they should be able to continue that on this year. Um, you won't miss them. You won't the miss cars them. Are bright, <laughs> jeez, fluoro and yeah. black. It's uh, it's standout. It's uh, it's real standout. So I think they're going to have a pretty solid sort of a season. Of course, Fabian now. He's one of the most experienced drivers in the championship. I think when you do the numbers, he's about the fourth most experienced. Uh, Two hundred and two rounds, four hundred and forty races. Um, he's been around. Remember, he debuted at Oran Park, two thousand four. Mm. That was in the, the fact the that second- he debuted at Oran Park signifies <laughs> how long ago that was. <laughs> the bit of bitumen that he debuted on is now someone's driveway. Yes. Well, it's not the same bitumen, but it's you know yeah. the same geographic location. Oran Park no longer in existence. Final team uh, in pit bays twenty three twenty four. Matt Stone Racing. Jake Kostecki, Zane Goddard. Last year sharing a car. This year they've got one each. So uh, this, they make up, in essence, the four full-time championship rookies this year with the two Erebus boys as well. Um, Nathan Leach has joined up there at, at Matt Stone's team. Um, team now, they've got a fair bit of experience in the main game of supercars, some Triple Eight hardware and KRE engines. Of course, Kenny Mack provides the engines for uh, a lot of teams. Ken McNamara, that is. Um, I reckon these two... They're not going to get many headlines this year, but I reckon they're going to have their day. I reckon they'll Agreed. hit some results and that they'll run on the fringe of the 10 in the mid of the teens. Just judging by a couple of the rounds we've got this year with the super soft tyre coming into play at a couple of them. Um, the I sort of thing where you can like put this, all your eggs in the one basket yeah, and try and get like a good result. I feel like this season we're going to see some of those drivers who they're not in the regular top five or six discussion I, rec- I just got a feeling this year we're going to get a few more of those results that aren't artificially created. Last year of the car formula, the big wigs have kind of got them all figured out. But on their day, some of these guys are going to just click. I mean, who would have guessed Brad Jones Racing would run off two pole positions at Townsville in a row yeah. last year? Those things can happen, and I reckon they're a bit more of a chance to happen this year, that's for sure. But there's heaps of change, not just in drivers and teams. There's a bunch of stuff. We should probably cover off, too, the fact that the the calendar this year, if you haven't caught up with it, the very simple formula is that we start at Bathurst, 
We go to Sandown in mid-March, which what, what was going to be the Australian Grand Prix <laughs> mm. uh, Albert Park event. Of course, the Grand Prix moved to November, but no assurance or guarantee that supercars will uh, race at that. Yeah, it's a fort- that, that date falls a fortnight before the season finale at Surfers, so that's going to be a tight turnaround, especially considering New Zealand is the preceding round. That's right. If I'm a betting man, I don't reckon the Grand Prix happens for supercars this year, personal opinion. I just... Struggle to see how it would happen. Long year off the back of Bathurst, New Zealand, surface on the horizon. Uh, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But it's Bathurst, it's Sandown, then off to Simmons Plains, the Ben Motorsport Park, Winton, Hidden Valley, Townsville, Sydney Motorsport Park for a super night event. So that format returns to SMP. Wanneroo Raceway is the penultimate round before Bathurst, which I don't reckon that's ever happened before in the course of the history of things. You'll notice we said Wanneroo. Yes. No longer Barbagallo. It is back to how it was originally in terms of being called Wanneroo. Wanneroo yes. Had its own transition period in, with the renaming, I think, a year or so ago. It became mm. officially known as Barbagallo Wanneroo Raceway. Uh, the Barbagallo, of course, as we referred to it for many years, significant of Alf Barbagallo, mm-hmm. West Australian bi- businessman and... Pre- he, renowned he, sprint started, car racer too. he who started privateer dashes a little too early. <laughs> or oh, well, just one. Just you one jump time. one start. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's never forgotten. Yeah. It's never forgotten. Um, Wanneroo in September. The Repco Bathurst 1000, of course, in October. Uh, off to New Zealand for round 11. Still not determined on what venue that will be, whether we head to Pukekohe or, in fact, we might end up at Hampton Downs, which was the plan uh, last year after things changed. And the Gold Coast 500 rounds out uh, the season. For 2021, uh, that's a 500, so 2 by 250 uh, We'll have that race format in play this weekend at Bathurst, uh, at Townsville in the middle of the year, and the Gold Coast at the end of the year. Otherwise, it's pretty much super sprint formula, 110, 120, or 115K races with compulsory pit stops for a, a two-tyre change. So it's a, it's a nice formula. It's a little bit of a flow-on from what we had for COVID last year where things were cut back. Uh, generally, it's two-day race meetings, Saturday, mm. Sunday, uh, three days at uh, Mount Parama 500, Townsville, SMP, four days at the Repco Bathurst 1000, and three at the Gold Coast to to round things out. And uh, one of your favourites, qualifying. Can you explain this format in real simple terms, or do we need a whole nother episode? I think we need a slide rule, about eight whiteboards, a couple <laughs> of calculators. There's a bit going on with the qualifying formats this year, because the- of course, a couple of years ago, supercars introduced knockout eliminate. Well, would you say introduced or reintroduced? Because uh, re- we kind of had it before. We kind of had it before, didn't we, with the the multi leg system? Yeah, multi part yeah. qualifying, a la Formula One. Mm. Um, this year, the elimination qualifying format we're ditching. You've got fifteen seconds. You can oh, talk real fast. Let's just tap out now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Don't snap my arm. Don't snap my arm. Consult the season guide. Consult the season guide. Oh, nice plug. So yeah. for the first time. I think ever, maybe it happened before our time, I don't think so, but the Repco Supercars Championship Season Guide, it's a 192-page, full-colour A5 uh, book. It's um, normally only available to accredited media for supercars, but this year, uh, through our discussion, we've worked on that uh, publication for the last few years, um, through discussions with supercars, we've been able to turn it into also a retail product this year, so fans at home can enjoy all of the information, the driver profiles, the team stats and bios, the winners' lists of all the different races and rounds, the record book, the Super 2 stuff, last year's points, the race formats, all the stuff that you need sitting there watching on TV or whether you're trackside as well. You can grab a copy. Uh, we are getting stock from the printer uh, today as this podcast drops. We're going to have them in Express Post to zap them out to pre-order 
customers ASAP. So the plan is you get it, hopefully, hopefully, if Australia Post play with us uh, on Friday, so you've got it in your hand for the weekend, whether you're heading up to the track or you're going to sit at home and watch it on TV or however you're going to consume the weekend, you can get a copy from our online bookshop, the website address bookshop.v8sleuth.com.au. We do have limited print numbers. I haven't printed bazillions of these things there's only a certain amount of them so get in and don't miss out um, and grab the Repco Supercars Championship Season Guide it's a bit of a must have and we can start a bit of a collection for fans out there and they can collect next year's and the one after that and the one after that because so, goodness knows that's what we've done in the media yeah, oh, I've got, I know people who have like the old ring binder I've got all style of them since 1997 yeah. when yeah. I turned up at Calder as a 16-year-old kid, and it was the spiral-bound uh, <laughs> media guide that even included phone numbers and um, lists of accommodation places for each round. And, of course, these days you just search online. But um, <laughs> yes. back in those days, it was all there in the one place. Uh, another change or another tweak for this year, Will, is – and I don't like talking about tyres, but kind of need tyres to are kind point. of important because without them, we don't go round. Physically, yeah. So Dunlop back for their, I think it's, they're up to their twentieth season now as a control tire supplier. So thank you and well done to everybody at Dunlop. It's awesome to have them involved. So hard tire, soft tire, and super soft tire comes on board this year. Remember, there's a bit of testing late last year to get the compound, uh, comp- compound, compound, right? Yes. Um, we're going to see the hard tire at New Zealand, whichever track that turns out to be, this weekend at Bathurst and in October at Bathurst. Uh, super softs will be at Winton and Hidden Valley and the softs will be everywhere else. So there's a couple of opportunities there for that super soft to uh, spice up things to um, probably mix it up without playing with artificial ingredients if is probably the best term yeah. I can think of. The, the tracks they're using it at are tracks that don't experience high degradation. So a bit more grip for the drivers should encourage a bit more passing. Should. Should. Fingers crossed. Always nice theories with passing. Uh, we'll see if that one works. I think it's probably going to be a, yeah. a pretty good thing. The well, other thing that's different for 2021 to our listeners to point out, this is one to play along with at home. It doesn't apply this weekend, though, for the Repco Mount Panorama 500. No, it does not. Bonus points. Yes. For all sprint races this year, the driver with the fastest lap in that race will score five bonus championship points. So it doesn't apply at Bathurst. So that applies to uh, Sandown, yep. Simmons Plains, The Bend, Winton, Hidden Valley, Sydney Motorsport Park, Wanneroo, and New Zealand. Doesn't count uh, the three 500s, Mount Panorama 500, Townsville 500, and Gold Coast 500, or the Bathurst 1000, which what I reckon they should. If you're going to give some for some, why not give them for all? Yeah, I, I do agree. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it means that... It means that at the season finale where you kind of would expect to see someone maybe racing for that bonus point, it's not going to be on offer. No, it's a bit of a shame. I'd like, to, if you're going to do it, go the whole hog, but I'm yeah. sure that the commission had their reasons as to why they, they did or they didn't. You won't have, I think in Formula One, if you get the bonus points, you've got to finish in the top 10, don't you? So you can't be the last lap Charlie that goes in for a pit stop, three laps to go and bangs on some tyres, finishes nowhere. But Well, you can be in supercars. But you can supercars. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to finish in the top ten and have the fastest lap to collect the points as um, you do in F one, which that's the rule, isn't it, in Formula One? Yes. Yeah, thought so. Thought I was having a mental break. No, no, it's a thing. So there's some some handy points. You did the numbers though on the website earlier in the year, and it wouldn't really have changed a huge amount in terms of the but of course when they weren't in play, it doesn't no mean people play the game them. in the way yeah. that you you have to, to to get them. It'll be interesting to see how that actually how that does impact it this year because I Historically, it 
the fastest lap has been spread over a wide range of drivers across the year. Um, I suspect that may not be the case this year. I think it might be hogged by the big end of town a little bit more to just hoover up a few extra uh, points into their little kit bags. So we also have got some questions. We always get questions through V8 Sleuth, but there's a few that I thought we'd deal with in the podcast. It's our Repco Supercars Championship preview podcast. And of course, if you didn't join us for the very start of the podcast, uh, we've got some great news. Repco are on board for the rest of the season as our naming rights partner of the V8 Sleuth podcast. It will be the V8 Sleuth podcast powered by Repco from here until the end of 2021. So it's great to have Repco on board with us. Brenton Thorpe is a regular listener, Will, and a regular question asker Technical term. Yes. He wants to know, what will the telecast of free-to-air supercars look like this year? Will it be live? Will it be delayed? Will it be cut-down highlights? Or will it be Channel 10 late-night-only special? Who's down for commentary? What are their roles? Looking forward to my weekly sleuth fix. A There's nice a lot to me. unpack in that question or three. Uh, a lot of it, the answer is actually yes. Um <laughs> Please expand. So the telecast on free-to-air will look a lot like the telecast, the actual race telecast that you would see on Foxtel for the races where Channel 7 is taking live coverage. The deal is similar to how Network 10's free-to-air deal was in the sense that Channel 7 will do it, will air a handful of races. Handful, six, rough. Six rounds. Yeah, several rounds. Six rounds live, simulcast, uh, and the rest will be delayed highlights. Well, no, delayed coverage, not delayed highlights. Yeah, I'm, I haven't got the full run of things, but I think it's I think it's highlights, but I'm not yeah. quite sure to the extent of how much they're cut up or, or what time they'll appear. Uh, seven, Channel 7, that is, will it'll be a bit of a mixture over the course of the year of 7, 7, mate, and, of course, 7 plus their streaming service. So for Mount Panorama 500 this weekend, Mark Beretta's on site, but they're also joined with Abby Jelmy, uh, Jack Perkins, Molly Taylor's part of the team, and Brad Hodge. So um, the the seven motorsport team that you saw with TCR uh, earlier in the year in Tasmania will be there for Bathurst. I think they'll be back, uh, all of those guys, in October. Uh, yep. Of course, Jack's done a deal with Erebus. He's going to co-drive with Will Brown. So congrats to our good mate Jack on getting himself a, another co-drive in, in the great race. Um, and then for the other Channel 7 rounds during the year, it's my understanding that Barretts will be at those sort of flying the flag for seven as part of the, um, the telecast team for those ones with the way that that will all shape out. Um, plenty of ins and outs in tally. We've kind of covered a lot of them over the course of the off-season through the, the website and the podcast, but in basic terms, Neil Crompton, Mark Scaife continue to call the races. Garth Tander is now on the Supercast TV team. Um, his main primary role, he'll drift through some pit lane support category commentary. He'll call Super 2 with Chad Nalon. Um, and I think they're going to give Garth a bit of a run in the commentary box later in the year in the main game. So whether that's in some practice sessions that Scafi rest his voice or or whatever it is that the that what's coming out of Supercars Media is that Garth is he's doing his apprenticeship really, mm. and he's sort of done a lot of the apprenticeship really over the journey because I've sort of sat alongside him for <laughs> a, a bunch of support races and all sorts of things over the years. So he's a really well credentialed guy. I know there's going to be a lot of people who say, oh, but now he's on there and Lowndes is on there and they're they're Red Bull Enduro drivers it's all going to be red bull it's all going to be triple eight no it won't be it won't be i'm so sick of reading all this they're biased and they're this and they're that um yeah it's it's probably not ideal but i'd rather have all the pros of having um the two most experienced drivers in championship history in craig lands and garth town on the tv broadcast team than sitting on their couch unable to offer any of the insight the pros outweigh the cons of them being committed for one weekend of the year uh by a by a long long stretch so um 
no Greg Murphy. He will pop up later in the year, we understand, uh, for Bathurst. Of course, the New Zealand event's an obvious one. <laughs> yes. um, difficult with COVID and flights and quarantine and all that sort of stuff, but he retains a, a connection to supercars. Rihanna Crean is out. Uh, she'll be with Australian Superbikes with their TV coverage this year. Uh, Andrew Jones, unfortunately, is out as well. I thought he did a really good job last year mm. in the, the changed-up COVID telecasts that they uh, they put together. Unfortunately, Josie's been squeezed out. No Matt Nolte this year either. Um, he might appear at a few rounds later in the year is what we've read and heard, but um, he won't be uh, a part of the team to start the, start the year with. Um, Charlie Robinson joins yes. the team. Uh, plenty of uh, social feedback about the news that she was she was, she was joining. Uh, I thought she did a really good job at the 12 hour the other yeah. year and she'll bring lots of passion and enthusiasm to it. And it. She's her, a long-time motorsport fan. Yeah, she'll put her stamp on it as well and, and, yeah. and, and do her, her thing. And Molly Taylor is, is part of the broadcast team this year as well, the former Australian rally champion who uh, has been doing all sorts of media stuff in more recent times. So I think I think we've covered off everyone there. Chad Nalon's, by the way, got mm-hmm. a, a, an upgrade this year too. He'll be in the pit lane a little bit more. Um, probably, I think, in the Fox sort of rounds when Barretts is not around. So, um, Did, did and- we cover the, the person who was out then back in? Oh, yeah. That Larko. Yeah. Larko. By the way, Larko's out. He's out again. Sorry. No, he's in. He's in. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, wow. Power of the people, that one, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, wow. Larko's back, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. I think he's going to do more Hino Hub, more digital content. Um, supercars are going really big on digital this year. Lots of video content, lots of stuff. Um, and if you didn't catch up with the news on our website, which, by the way, I know there's been a lot of stuff going on with Facebook lately. We were lucky enough that our page didn't disappear. We somehow Shh, slipped through the cracks. Don't tell them. Hey, it doesn't matter. They're not going to whack us. We're good guys. We're not, we don't do news. We just we just do interesting content. That's big true. difference, big difference. Some of the news is not interesting around there. Some of it is. Anyway, the other thing is um, with some of the stories that we've done on the website in recent times, join our mailing list. Um, it, th- there's a pop-up that pops up when you jump on our website. That way you get all of our uh, latest. Then you know about our latest products coming out too uh, and you can stay abreast of everything that's popping up on the website. But um, the Larco stories went off their head. Yeah. On the website. That is the most – we see passion about television often through our socials and our website. Nothing like that. And that mm. was sustained. That was big time. For a long time. And we saw a similar one with Rihanna's announcement for that matter as well, mm. that she was that she was not going to be part of the coverage this year. The other thing to point out too, just quickly, of course, coverage on Fox Sports. Jess Yates is back. She has a baby on the way, so she's going to miss a couple of rounds somewhere along the way, but she will be back after that. Not quite sure who's going to fill in there or if they just fill in from the existing They uh, have a lot of ta- talented operators at Fox Sports. I yeah, they'll, they'll, be, they'll, they'll be sorted somewhere yeah. somehow, whether it's through Fox or Supercars or a, a combo of both. Um, that's pretty much the coverage this year. The other thing is if you watch on KO, I think this weekend's Repco Mount Panorama 500 is part of their KO freebies that they're kind of doing as a freebie giveaway for this weekend. If you don't have uh, a subscription, you can watch it. So yeah. you're pretty well covered for coverage of the Repco Mount Panorama 500. If you're a Fox Sports subscriber, you've got the all-you-can-eat coverage with every session of every lap of every day, Friday to Sunday. If you want to watch the Aussie Racing Cars race at 7 7- 30 in the morning, you can do that live. I think we're going to be there this weekend, but I think I might still be in bed or having breakfast at that stage. I mean, fair. I mean, you know, I haven't been on a racetrack for about a year, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, I like having breakfast. Do a sleep in. Yeah, it's been yeah. a busy <laughs> few weeks. <laughs> it's been a bit going on. It's yeah. been a bit going on. Uh, next weekend at Bath... Uh, sorry, this weekend, I should say, at Bathurst. Um, the other weird thing, 
I think we've covered off everyone in television. There's no one that we didn't really miss there to fill no. you in. There's a new uh, graphics package. There's a new graphics package. We've seen that. Channel 7 covering two days, Saturday and Sunday. Mm. Um, so there's somewhere for you to watch supercars no matter uh, whether you're a pay TV guy or girl or you're free-to-air or, or whatever you are. So, oh, the other thing, sorry, the other thing I was pointing out too, story that we ran on our website that also lit up, how good is it that supercars have put up, well, started to put up their archive of old races on YouTube? That's been great. That's, That's been fantastic. Cool. I mean, they've got so much stuff from 1997 onwards. So clearly this cuts off at the end of 14 mm. because then Foxtel came on the scene and those rights are, um, you know, tied up in with the current broadcast partner. So 1997 to 2014 is a fair chunk of races. There's some cool stuff there. It's prime era. You get Brock, you get Ambrose, you get Ingle, you McLaughlin. get Larry, McLaughlin. There's a lot in there. Yeah, plenty of stuff. And for, I've had a very quick flick. And they are the full races, so mm. including the vision that you didn't see in the ad breaks. Oh, so, really? Yeah, and, and on some occasions it's the international feed with which is you. Well, yeah, it was me. <laughs> it was me filling the gaps of commentary for two or three minutes while the while Channel Seven at the time was in a um, a break, and the world feed continued. So the world feed and the feed that were, or not feed, but they were shown like that on speed. That's right. They were too. Well. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So I, I've only clicked at a couple of them over the, the weekend, but I saw there were a couple of those and a couple that just had uh, three minute gaps of just in cars and um, you atmospheric know, at- noises. Yeah, yeah. which is cool. 2014, I think, is like that. Yeah, which is really cool. So well done to Supercars and YouTube on um, opening the vault up to, to fans. You know, my next little thing that I want to do? Yes. And this segues into the next part of the pod Super 2. Let's get the Super 2 archive out. Let's get the old stuff out of Scotty Mack and Chaz and Percat. Before they were stars. Before they were stars. Or in some cases, after they were stars. That's right. (laughs) PD first time around, PD second time around. Uh, I think that'd be cool. Super 2 starts this weekend with Super 3 as well at Bathurst. Um, I don't think we can do a Repco Supercars Championship preview without covering off those categories just quickly. 28 cars combined field, of course, this year, like last year. They have put the two categories together. Not quite strong enough numbers in both to uh, have their own field. I think it's handy. Super 2's got some good young guys who've been in it before, some making their step up. Uh, Brock Feeney at Triple Eight. He's a guy to keep an eye on as well uh, with Angelo Mazuris. Four cars again from Matty White with his Nissans. They're always fast. Aaron Seaton gets his opportunity with Matt Stone Racing. Uh, Zach Best is with Tickford in Brock Feeney's car from last year. Declan Fraser jumps up into one of the Nissans. Uh, Jaden O'Jade is back. Josh Fife moves from Brad Jones to Matt White. And Tyler Everingham is back as well. Um, I think out of the 28 field, uh, Super 2 have, I think it's four, 13 cars, 15 cars I think it might be, and, and 13 Super 3s with a couple of late withdrawals. Awesome history of Super 3 cars racing. It's a big blend from... BA sort of model right through to the the VE2s and the FGs. So if you love your supercars, there's plenty to keep you um, nice and up on the wheel for this weekend. Uh, if you're going to Bathurst 2, National Motor Racing Museum, our great mates there, we haven't been able to go in the door there for some time. We haven't been to Bathurst last year because of uh, COVID-19. We weren't able to go to the great race. So 
We're thrilled to be able to go back there and to pop into the museum. They are open uh, six days a week, not Tuesdays. Don't go on Tuesdays. Mm. There's no one there to let you in. There might be someone there doing some work in the office, but they're not going to let you in the door. But otherwise, they're open from 9 to 4.30 a.m. The National Motor Racing Museum at the bottom of Conrod Strait, packed with amazingly cool cars and not just cars, but bikes, speedway cars. It's not just about racing at Bathurst. It's about Australian motor racing. So there's... There's really something for everyone. There's a Wayne Gardner World Championship bike in there. I don't think like a lot a of people CC understand that. GP bike, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's there's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, lots of cool stuff. It's uh, it's definitely one to check out if you're going to be at Mount Panorama this weekend or in the Central West District in the next little while. Um, follow them on Facebook too. They put up some really great content of the cars and bikes and things that are coming or going or what exhibitions they've got coming up. So we look forward to bringing you more of what the National Motor Racing Museum is uh, up to over the course of 2021 couple more questions to finish off from our Learned Sleuth listeners on this, our Repco Supercars Championship Season Preview Pod. Damien Farkas, which rookie will feature, uh, feature, I mean finish, I'll start again. <laughs> which rookie will finish higher in the championship? Uh, my money's on Brody Kostecki. I've got to go Will Brown, just Ooh. to be different from you. <laughs> Fair I enough. think Brody Kostecki could be the top place rookie. but Both good choices, really. Yeah, I, I think it'll be out of those two and not the Matt Stone boys. I think it's... Uh, it's a case there, so we'll, we'll see how that unfolds. Peter Alexander, he's a long-time listener as well. Peter's a huge Ford fan, by the way. Um, he says, being that it's the last season of the current regs, will the, the Gen 2 cars be handed down to the teams in Super 2? Or like several of them have been pushing for, will both the main and Super 2 series be aligned to both bring new cars online come 2022? We'd love to hear both your points on the topic. Well, either option is quite expensive for Super 2 teams, mm-hmm. especially teams that want to run at the front and win because the current generation of supercars, the Mustangs and the ZB Commodores, are that little edge quicker than yeah. the older machinery. I've spoken to a few Super, T, Super 2 teams about this. Remember that they had a wholesale hardware up-spec for 2013 when the last generation change happened of um, Car of the Future coming in, so there was a big influx of cars from the main championship so there was uh, cost in turnover there Um, then there was the move to the car of the future into super 2 i think it's a bridge too far and Mm. and i understand that the main game teams want to move their cars on and make some money because the engines aren't going to be used in the gen 3 car for next year the chassis is different everything's different except for the only thing you can really use is the transaxle virtually out of them plus a few small things um I can't see if they try to push that era of car into Super 2 next year, I think it's a disaster for Super 2. Teams who have spent huge money on Car of the Future era stuff, they need to get their use out of that for the next few years and then move to once there's enough new cars built, Camaros and Mustangs for Gen 3, then there's teams who... Remember that teams need a spare. They're unwilling to sell them. Um, Then there's some secondhand material down the line for the Super 2 teams to get the use out of their VFs and their Altimas and their um, for the teams to running FGX Falcons. I really reckon ZBs and Mustangs uh, are going to be museum and collector pieces. I can't see them pushing them into Super 2 successfully. If they push them in, I reckon that's going to send a lot of people. It's, it's, it's going to cause problems. It's going to cause a headache. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's where they're going to end up is the most likely scenario, Peter. So if you've got yourself... Uh, Oh, well, a few hundred, few hundred more might be able to buy one for the garage. 
It's true. This does tie into our final question from Brent, Brendan Ebert. If teams are saying the current car is too expensive to build, why are there six brand new ones? Well, the thing is that some of these were already going. Hmm. Um, there is special dispensation. Well, the rule is that a car to go to Super 2 has to have run in main game. Yes. But as we've covered on a story on our website, I think last year, there's a bunch of cars over the history of development series slash Super 2 that were built fresh for that, whether they were from a main game team that shut down or an existing body shell that was, you know, chassis that was the same as a, a destroyed car. Um, there have been. Like 10, 12 new cars that have gone directly in the development category rather than coming from the main game. But, well, Dick Johnson Racing had to build two new ones because from what I can – I presume the fact that they've built two new ones and the way I can piece it together is that the Penske – I guess that the cars they were running are part of Penske's world. So mm. they had to have some DJR cars. So there's two new ones of the six there. Um, and a lot of teams had chassis that are down the line, so they want to bring them into the mix to – bring them into their rotation for, for this season. So there's some some miles on them. Maybe you can turn one into a Bathurst winner or a championship yeah. winner or a race winner. Adds a bit of value to it rather than being an unused chassis at the end of the year that um, doesn't have a main game championship to run it. Well, I said, and we saw the same thing at the end of the Project Blueprint era. Teams didn't want to be left with cars that had no history. Mm. Uh, we saw a few built in that final season, one one built and finished halfway through that final season. And a finished car is generally worth more than a or an orphan chassis, let's say. Yeah, I think that's a going even better if it manages to clock up a result or two over yes. the course of the, the part of the season that it does run in. So, uh, And Brendan's actual other part of that is, do you think there'll be any wild cards entered at any events? And if so, who? Well, I think it's pretty clear that Tickford are looking to run a wild card for uh, Tom Randall at some yes. point during the year. He's signed up for them for the Enduros, as has Alex Premer, as has James Moffat. So not too many seats left up for grabs in Enduro land. We've been covering them on our uh, v8sleuth.com.au website. So we, we put together a bit of a summary story and we keep updating it every time that something's announced. So if you're wondering who's with who in the zoo, head to the website. It's got the, the updated list. We don't deal in the rumours there. We only deal in who's been officially publicly announced as joining various teams for the Enduros, and there's more that have than have not yes. for, for this year. So still some interesting names uh, on the bench or from Super 2 that might find themselves in gigs, and there's probably chats being had between transporters and stuff <laughs> like that over the course of this weekend's uh, Repco Mount Panorama 500. A couple of little things I wanted to touch on before we finish off, Will. This is our preview to the championship podcast. I think we've covered most of the things you need to know heading to Bathurst this weekend, whether you're watching on TV or you're going to be at the track. Let's play some trivia. Let's see if you can get these. <laughs> How many on. poles yes. do you think Holden's have had in championship single driver rounds at Bathurst? Yeah, I know this one. None. Correct. Ford have taken all six in the 60s, early 70s, and the 90s. How many drivers are on the grid for the last single drive around in 96 at Bathurst that are on the grid this weekend? <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here. None. Correct. <laughs> um, I think the closest debut, well, so that was 1996. Mm -hmm. The earliest debutants, Jamie Winkup, 2002, he came along at the Queensland 500. So even he missed that by six years. So yeah. he would have still been in school at the time. Uh, Andre Heimgartner goes in the season with four career podiums. No wins. It's mm. the most by any active driver of the championship. Let's hope that he can uh, strike himself off from that list. I like a good number. 17's a good number. Mm. Will Davison 17 this year? Of course, when he drove for the team, he was largely number 18 yeah. as his regular car. But the time he drove 17 last, what <laughs> happened? 
nearly won the race, didn't they? Where at? At Bathurst. Correct. <laughs> By the way. Rain is forecast for this weekend as well. Exactly so. what I was going to say as well. <laughs> uh, temperatures are low to mid, uh, mid to, sorry, low to mid 20s. But there's 80, 90% a chance of rain each day. Now, how much of it, I haven't really gone into. But I don't care. We're going to Bathurst. Yes. yes. Um, well, anyway, you think back to, to October, they were predicting monsoons. Yeah. They, they moved didn't the race it. and yeah, yeah, didn't happen. Yeah, didn't get it. Uh, what we do get this weekend, two top 10 shootouts, one on Saturday, one on Sunday, uh, with regular qualifying sessions to determine. I would have rather just one shootout. Yeah, it's one too many, isn't I think it? It's one possible to go. Maybe even two too many. Too, too too high, too hard, too far. Oh, by the way, Will Davison in those seventeen. Hmm? How many championship pole pole positions do you reckon he has? <laughs> how many? Seventeen. <laughs> by the way, how many do you think have come in the number seventeen? Zero. 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 Is again. Yes, we're. Uh, you can see that there's a theme whenever I yeah. do things. You can usually start to click together. Um, Last time that we have not had the reigning supercars champion on the grid for a round of the championship. Oh, this this is going back quite mm. a way, isn't it? Mm. Um, of course, Scott McLaughlin, uh, three-time champion, last year's champion in IndyCar racing with Team Penske this year. Last round where the reigning champion wasn't on the grid. And yeah. I'll give you a little hint. An injury was involved, uh, wasn't uh, Yes, it wasn't necessarily at the start of the new season. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Wasn't Winton? It was Simmons Plains '99 that Craig Lowndes missed. Correct. After he did his knee in the rollover uh, at Calder Park, the home of Australian Motorsport, I think it was called back then. Uh, yeah, he was out, and Cam McConville replaced him for the weekend at Simmons before he came back uh, for the next round at Winton. Um, what else have I got for you? Uh, birthdays. We love mm-hmm. a birthday. Gary Jacobson turns 29 on race day Sunday at Bathurst. So happy birthday to Gaz. Uh, at Team Sydney. Uh, Shane Van Gisbergen starts the season with 40 championship race wins. Who's he tied with on the all-time list? Is it Alan Moffat? It's not. Glenn Seaton is the man he's currently equal with. If he can, close. It was a Ford legend. Yeah, if he can win one more, it moves him to seventh on the all-time list of race winners. So Shane is moving himself up the order. Uh, James Courtney and Will Davison each start their 209th championship round at Bathurst. They draw level with... Glenn Seaton. <laughs> Have you not figured this out? That's Everything strange. links together. This is how it uh, works. This is how it works. There's only 12 drivers in championship history with more round starts than Courtney Davison and Seaton, by the way. Um, and one of them is Rick Kelly. Of course, he's no now no longer there. Uh, and Wink Up, as we mentioned earlier, becomes the driver with the most uh, championship round starts to his name. And a little milestone, too, for Scott Pye, 250 championship race starts. That'll be number 250 for him in race one. This weekend at the Repco Mount Panorama 500. He's a bit of a mouthful, that event title name, but I'm starting to it's get used to it. It's a good mouthful. The MP500, I think it's sort of starting to feel like the way to ride it quickly. Yeah. No, no, Same that, that tallies. Does it feel weird not going to Adelaide, though? Yeah. Real strange. Yeah. I mean, I love going to Bathurst, don't get me wrong. Yes. But it's a bit strange. Yeah. Anyway, we will deal with it. The world has been dealing with... Far worse and more difficult things than us not being able to go to the streets of Adelaide for a Supercars Championship event to kick off a new season. It begins this weekend, the Repco Mount Panorama 500, 2x250s. The road to Championship glory begins. And, of course, Super 2, Super 3, 
TCM is at Bathurst uh, this weekend too, which is cool, and the Toyota Gazoo 86 Racing Series as well. So there's plenty of racing to keep everyone entertained with. Massive year, as I mentioned at the start, Repco on board with us for the V8 Sleuth podcast for the entire year. Tune in on Monday when we will drop Repco Supercars Weekly. We'll drop that every Monday throughout the course of the year. Our regular pod that you've come to know and love will be on every Wednesday, so a combination of sit-down interviews, of um, focus pieces, historic discussions, and all sorts of bits and pieces that we dream up along the way throughout the course of the year. We've got a bit of a list of people that we are on the hunt for to nail down for chats and uh, there's a couple that a lot of you have asked for many times over and we are on the hunt throughout the course of this year but that's us done. Repco Supercast Championship, I think we've previewed the hell out of it, basically. (laughs) We have covered just about every little last bit of it. Thank you for listening. We've got a massive year coming up on the V8 Sleuth Podcast powered by Repco. Grab yourself a copy of the Repco Supercars Championship official season guide. It's at our bookshop, the website address, bookshop.v8sleuth.com.au. We are on our way to Mount Panorama this week. Hope you enjoy the racing this weekend. We'll chat to you on Monday with our first edition of Repco Supercars Weekly. Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number 2, and oil, and find out.